0: An atmospheric, synth-laden track to escape with. A deeply moving, experimental soundscape. And an open and airy track with a groove to get lost in. You're listening to Themes and Variation. Themes and Variation is a podcast about music and perspectives brought to you by the online music school, Soundfly. I'm your host, Carter Lee. All right, folks, another Themes and Variation coming at you. We've got a very interesting theme for you today. We're talking about songs to listen to when you are alone in a crowd If you're anything like me, you haven't been in huge crowds in the last couple of years, so maybe you're getting back out there and you need some songs to help you reacclimate yourself to just being around a mass of people, and we've got three tracks today that can help you do just that. And joining me for this deep dive into these tracks is, of course, my frequent co-host Mahalia Lee and musician, producer, and sound engineer Fadi Tabal. Often referred to as the hardest working man in Lebanon's alternative music scene, Fadi's work consists of guitar pieces ranging from stripped acoustics to ambient and electronic inspired treatment. He has an incredibly deep resume, including six solo album releases under his own name. And not only did Fadi bring so much insight to this episode, he actually brought the theme for this episode, so I really cannot thank him enough for being a part of it. We had a fantastic discussion, and I hope you enjoy it. And if you do enjoy this episode or any of our other episodes, feel free to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It really does help the show. And of course, remember to check out soundfly.com for all of your music learning needs, courses in harmony, production, songwriting, anything you could possibly want to learn. Head to soundfly.com. Use that discount code THEMES to take 20% off. All right, folks, that is enough out of me. So without further ado, let's get into the episode, Songs to Listen to When You're Alone in a Crowd. All right, folks, another themes and variation coming at you. I'm joined, uh, as almost always, uh, by my frequent co-host, Mahalia Lee. Mahalia, I know you asked me to come up with a different question uh, between the last episode that we did and the new, latest episode. Yeah, I didn't do that, then. and I'm realizing okay. that just now. So how are you doing today? <laughs>
1: I'm doing fine, Carter. How are you doing?
0: Uh, I'm great. We have a really unique, a very specific and fun theme to to dig into. And actually, our guest came up with the theme, which I always love uh, when guests are, are bringing these these fantastic themes to the show. We're talking about songs to listen to when you're alone in a crowd brought to us by the incredible musician, producer and sound engineer,
2: Mr. Fadi Tabal. Fadi, how you doing? I'm fine I'm fine uh, <laughs> I'm like seven uh seven hours away from you um yeah, it's, yeah so <laughs> yeah, yeah at seven, ap- it's, it's 7 p.m now I do appreciate you making the time i know when
0: I first proposed a time it was going to be 11 p.m your time yeah. and you were still down to do it which yeah, it like- I do appreciate <laughs> but like- <laughs> not, yeah. i it would happens. not want to put anybody through that uh you know uh, like, maybe we'll, in a future episode we'll yeah. find a way to do like a 4 a.m taping or something but uh <laughs> but for now we're doing a nice fun one so again thank you so much for joining us uh thank kickoff for question me. for the both of you mm-hmm. knowing what you both picked for for this theme were there any songs that you thought about but didn't end up going with in the end
1: i i did consider some songs that were a little more on the nose um but I, I I didn't want to go in that direction, and I tried to give the songs to you, because they are good songs, but I definitely thought about Only Living Boy in New York, because I've been Garfunkel, mm. um, and Dancing <laughs> with Myself, Billy Idol, because I feel like those are kind of the epitome of songs about being alone in a crowd. Yeah. But um, but it's not really that's not really the emotion in either case that I think of when I think about being alone in a crowd, so yeah.
2: I, I, I actually had a, like a million, because... Uh, <laughs> Because this is uh, basically a uh, story of my life, uh, living in cities and mostly being alone. Yeah, and uh, I finally went with something that uh, the type of music that I make. So, but I was I was struggling between choosing a song or like a instrumental piece. I went with uh, Sarah for this one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of go to uh, tracks that I, that I that I that I choose directly as soon as I'm gonna put my. Uh, earphones on and walk, uh, mm. walk uh, downtown or anything. Um, the, the one that I would like think about maybe it's like a, a, anything from this integration by the Cure. Ah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, this is this is my, most of the time, this is my go-to thing. If I don't have anything in mind, I want to play. And I, I got to
0: shout out, because you, you have a record, I think maybe your most recent uh, record, or two, two volumes of it, Music for yep. Lonely People, which is fantastic, and was yep. absolutely just at the start of my last couple of mornings was, was digging into it.
2: Every time there's more people, I'm more alienated. And mm. actually, music for the lonely are about the situation. I relate ambient music and drone music to mm. actually cities and not nature, which a lot of people do. Right, uh, right. But uh, I'll talk about it when when the time comes. Yes, yeah, uh, save track, it for yeah. the time. I love that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. But a, a beautiful yeah. sentiment. Um, hey, do you have anything else, I'm I'm ready to dive into some tracks? Do you can have any dive thoughts? dive right there? in. Let's get um, into our first. Oh, yeah, that all
1: come out. I was just gonna all say cool. that all come out in context. I think.
0: I think <laughs> it will. Let's get into our first track of the episode. folks, we are listening to Ultra Fiche of You from the one and only Calm Trues. I might be most closely attached to this song than any other song that, that I've done on this podcast. I had the very fortunate uh, pleasure of going to New York uh, as part of my role with Soundfly to help produce the course that we're working on currently with Calm Trues, again, aka mm-hmm. Seth Haley. So in preparation for that and just walking around the streets of New York, I had playlists after playlist of, of just all the tracks that we're going to be talking about with him and breaking down in, in very heavy detail and stuff. And this track kept hitting me over and over. I'd be in the subway and I hadn't been in New York in a few years. I hadn't been in large crowds in a couple of years, certainly with the pandemic. Yeah. I hadn't been around that many people and it was a bit of a culture shock for me. I'd, I've lived in big cities and it was still like... Wow, then just the wild kind of emotions that that come with this, and a little bit of, of of like need to escape. I think a little bit, and a little bit of anxiety surrounded that. So this track, for me, offered that escape, and then getting to see like he broke it down in very great detail. Which I'll share a couple of those things, but I'm going to save some of the good stuff for you know people that want to check out the course. Of course, some things about the track that that really grabbed me. There, there is some really cool stuff happening. So there is a complimentary part to the main melody that you know he broke down for us and that he's grabbing the tails of things that he played with his favorite synth the the Krumar bit one chopping them and reversing them to create this very atmospheric complementary part to the main melody. I want to play that for you guys uh actually right now. I mean, it's certainly from your standpoint as a, as a producer, I'm sure this is a technique you employ quite a yeah, bit.
2: Yeah, I, I use it pretty often, like especially I, I use it a lot also on uh, like a lot of dreamies, like mm-hmm. uh, guitar, lead guitars, Yes, uh, where I get like parts of it and reverse them and like uh, put a more wet uh, reverb on them. And somehow it has a different feel than just putting a reverb on the main melody, because mm-hmm. like you feel that the reverb is moving. More than actually following the main melody, so it's something that we do often, and it just gives a nice dream pop uh, feeling to um, to the lead. So the other things about Calm Tree's music that I love, he's so
0: focused and methodical about the parts that he's programming. So the rolled hi hats on this track, in particular, I think are are pretty unique. Something that that he's really really good at, and and his track, um, I think another big big example, his track Compress Fuse has some of the greatest hi-hat patterns I've, i've ever i've ever heard maybe it's different for for both you guys i don't program this way like he'll open the piano roll with a bass a lot of times he'll play parts in like he did with the krumar and then chop it he's using live instruments still but a lot of it is in the piano roll and he'll just sit there and i think that he just loves that that process of getting really focused on every little note and 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 changing the velocity and changing the attack and things like that a really cool example of that in this track is how he treats the bass the bass for him is never always just one singular it's going to play some low end stuff he will use super wide ranges of the bass so that he'll play like a counter melody or program a counter melody in it. And we have a really awesome example of that in this track here. I get the sense you use a lot of live instruments and authentic instruments, but also some synthetic and MIDI as well, right?
2: I rarely use MIDI, but I oh, like to awesome. use, yeah, I use a lot of synth, yeah. But uh, awesome. I, have, I uh, for my stuff, I mean, I'm, I like to play them live. I'll, I'm now focusing on what I call like controlled uh, randomness of music. Please explain that, because that is yeah. beautiful. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so what I do is actually I have like several patterns that I know that they'll be in in tune together somehow. I will loop them, but at different loops. So technically, mm-hmm. what's happening every time those like let's say five patterns loop, mm-hmm. you'll get new uh, melodies and new uh, new uh, counterpoints and new uh, new chords if they play together and everything.
1: so reminiscent of like, you know, like group improvisation or even like I studied um, some Eastern and like West African music a little bit, but just the idea of like drones and like this person has this part, this person has that part. And it's not necessarily a matter of each part being super complex. But the way that they interact with each other has a little spontaneity to it. And, you know, what exactly. this person does changes what that one does. So you're just doing that with yourself, which is incredible. Yeah,
2: yeah exactly. <laughs> and this, yeah. This, is, uh, this is based on that. And also another thing is, you know, since I'm, I'm born in Beirut and uh, there's a lot of, uh, the, like, uh, Oriental music is, like you said, a lot of, based on a lot of uh, drones and, like, melodies mm-hmm. over drones, actually. I was always drawn to the drone because it's everywhere mm-hmm. and in beirut mm-hmm. it's everywhere it's not only in the music it's also it's a very noisy city so drones are not only in the music it's like there's like uh, n- 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 generators are every time everywhere there's like uh pump stations there's like uh mm-hmm. electricity it's it's insane so it, it's just normal that i came back to that at the same time uh since it's a very uh it's a very anxious uh living mm. <laughs> uh, in uh, here um when we were younger you know like post-punk and punk was the thing to like uh, to get our anxiety ridden or like just stress <laughs> uh, rest relief but now it feels like i you know i need to just do the completely opposite the that. opposite just, yeah uh, mm-hmm. trying to breathe while playing just that's that's right. also where where i'm at yeah
0: Uh, the last thing about the track that 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 I really dig uh, is just the tremolo uh, on the synths up front um, mm. where it's kind of moving. I think it's a dotted eighth. And so it gives you this kind of very, not, it's kind of unattached to the rest of the track. It's harmonically makes perfect sense and everything works that way. But it kind of gives you this kind of loopy feel, which kind of leads to why, a little bit i guess why why i like this song for if you're alone in a crowd i want it to be more of the soundtrack to what's going on around me and and something that i can escape with a little bit i uh, is huge on conveying emotion in his music without words i know boards of canada is a huge influence for him and and boards of canada being like a, a very very seminal group in terms of instrumental music and and really pouring a ton of emotion into that without without the the use of lyrics or anything like that so um another thing about this track though that i think helps you escape a little bit the soaring melody at the end uh, and the mm. space created around it
1: I love the sounds that Trues uses because it is a combination. Like this sound is familiar. And then this one is something where I have no idea what it is. So you you get like nostalgia, but you also get mystery. It's really interesting.
0: The little tinge of, of, of nostalgia to me is I think what locks me into it. it. It's just so, so beautiful. And he's somebody that just takes all the time in the world to find the perfect sounds. Um, the last thing about the last point with this track he is a huge proponent of developing a narrative uh, for instrumental music that you then write to. So the big narrative for him that spans like three records and and maybe i'm I'm spilling a little secret here that not a lot of people know is uh, about an Android alien that is sent from Earth to engage with another planet. And I won't go too deep in it, but there's a lot of stuff that happens. and that runs over three of his records. This record uh, is not part of that. Every album, though he has, he he tries to come up with scenes and a narrative that he's then going to write to. Another thing he's a big proponent of is creating digital art. Uh, he's an incredible artist, so when he can't come up with something musically hmm. to fit his narrative, he will sit down and work on art, particularly you know, visual and digital art, and then, and then write music to capture that scene.
2: That's something very important that I always mention to either like the young musicians that come to the studio or uh, my students in sound design, because I teach sound design for yeah. uh, for animation students and uh, and uh, audiovisual students. And I tell them just at least have a narrative between you and yourself. It does not need to uh, convey in, in like very literally uh, in your music or in your art or it, but at least between you and yourself and somehow uh, the listener will feel something. Yeah. Uh, and there's a big difference between doing like a, something with no narrative and something with it and and it's, you feel something different
0: So, Fadi, what uh, do we have the pleasure of listening to?
2: We're listening to, um, I hope I'm uh, pronouncing it correctly, it's Burstone by hey. Sarah Davashi. She's like a contemporary slash ambient slash drone artist, and she's one of my favorite artists. I had also the pleasure to see her live a few months ago in, uh, in Paris. Oh, awesome. um, uh, So. About the track itself, I'm just going to talk about stuff. I don't have my, uh, my ideas like uh, lined up. But uh, the main thing here is the piano that is like a playing like a certain rhythm. And the rhythm uh, is not constant. It's changing and it's moving. I like this a lot for several reasons. One, I like that it's following, again, probably it's following her own breathing, her own uh, conception of, of time mm. during the making of this piece. And this is something important in oriental music also. Uh, the concept of having a metronome or, or uh, time-based music is non-existent. It's always based on your breathing. So music always changes tempo depending on yeah. on parts and on uh, on intensity, and it's part of the performance. Contrary to like uh, modern uh, Western music, which is mm-hmm. always uh, on tempo, mostly uh, all the parts are the same. Chorus is just like it goes more into dynamics than actually also changing where uh, with tempo. Then I, I like the piano because it, it's it's between your breathing and your uh, and your uh, heartbeat somewhere in the middle, and I like mm. how it's filtered. I heard uh, like a podcast once uh, by Sarah. I think uh, why we bleep, and she was talking about how she filters. Uh, obviously, the piano is completely filtered. Yeah. And then she would push a few frequencies, depending on the on on the moment, uh, just like uh, notching them up from time to time. And this is the concept which I love, which we you talked about. Uh, Come true also comes here, where I you know you you you're trying to find sounds within a sound. Yeah. This concept is is beautiful because. In anything, there's like a, a multitude and an infinite amount of s- sonic ref- uh, s- sonic identity within a sonic identity. Mm-hmm. And if you take time to look for them, not only look for the whole thing. And you know, if you like the, the the song of that piano per se, it's not the only thing. There's the piano. There's where you want to listen, where you want to put your ears, where you want to do it. And then there's like a the effects you want to put on them, what you want to hear from this piano, and what mm-hmm. you want to hear from and etc. and, et cetera, and it's not very natural but at the same time it mm-hmm. is because it's like you you you're having like a you're like a, going into a microscopic view but in a sonic way of something and the piano specifically uh, man
0: there's there's so much gold that you just shared with yeah. us that i'm like my brain is swimming <laughs> it's incredible but the piano specifically the emphasis to me on on the low end and how uniquely mixed it is and the way that like, the, like there's more weight even so into some of the overtones, mm-hmm. like the way that it it, it just kind of hangs. And it's it's not a traditionally mixed piano at all. But like you said, because of the way that it is mixed and because of the prominence maybe placed on some of the low end, it has such a unique feeling listening to it. Like it it, it escapes the sound. It transcends just the sound of the instrument itself. To me, and it gives this incredibly unique, weighty feel to it.
1: Well, puts so you in cool. a different space too, as a listener. Exactly, right?
2: exactly. And and at at one point, like maybe around four or five minutes, you know, or even before, you have this melody coming, just mm-hmm. like a very very uh, paddy melody coming, and and somehow you feel that it's coming from from the piano. feel like there's some sonic aspect of the of the piano went and just they created an, another spectrum of uh, pads and uh, audio and mm. I think this is gorgeous and and within everything it's evolving, but at the same time mm. it's not important that it's evolving because the piece is not about like this this crescendo it's not like a post rock uh, track right. or, or, yeah right. but at the same time this, there is a change and there is an evolution, especially it reaches a certain point where you feel it's becoming A bit happier. Yeah, happier is
0: a big word. I think for this. I think it it ends like it starts (laughs) in kind of a brooding kind of movement. It's a little dark. It's a little dark, and then throughout the entire length of the piece, it slowly but surely maybe
2: moves into into like a more cathartic uh, ending. Yeah and and uh, this kind of tracks is a lot of tracks that i compose like that where mm. you forget yourself in the middle of it mm. and then you're like when you remember that you're listening to this and you're like how did we reach here yes, <laughs> was, yes. yeah so <laughs> uh, and every time you have this feeling on this track and a lot of our tracks are like that and i think it's gorgeous because this is where you are it's, it's and and if you want to uh, co- like compare it uh, parallelism with uh, being alone and like in new york mm. You just like you walk around and you walk around and you walk around and then you you reach a destination and you can't remember what you did in the middle
1: <laughs> yes, Cause, yes. Cause yes just yeah mm-hmm. so
2: it it has this 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 m- this feeling and at the same time I don't, know, I don't think i can see anybody happy being alone in the city <laughs> it's it,
0: it, it, <laughs> same there well there's you can romanticize it i think i think it's easy to feel like Absolutely. there's that but, feeling of like like it's very cinematic, almost like alone in this giant city, and it, there yeah. is a lot of perspective to be gained from that, so for you, Fadi, would
2: you say then it's it's kind of a little bit about escapism then like this this track it's always about escapism, yeah, it's always about yeah, mm-hmm. it's always escapism this is this is also the tracks I, have, I I try to put to uh get my anxiety ridden from mm-hmm. being being around mm-hmm. crowded mm-hmm. spaces mm-hmm. this is like a there's a sentence that uh, I don't know. I always remember it because my uh, bright eyes. I can't remember which, oh, yeah. t- which which track. And he says, "I'm completely alone on a table of friends," <sighs> which uh, it's just like a bit emo now, but um, <laughs> it's bright eyes. I, 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 Still <laughs> resonates. <laughs> <laughs> connor obers to the to it to yeah be, yeah. Always gonna be, yeah. <laughs> yeah but yeah. i kind of like it and i i am i find myself a lot of time just disconnected from my surrounding and mm. it happens to me so many times that uh, i kind of like those music that I, it makes me feel this feeling mm. at least mm-hmm. you know being disconnected it, it's not related to fear anymore but to relaxation and this is what this mm. kind of tracks uh, Makes me feel yes, yeah. It's you know, like a it transcendence also, going on. Yeah, it fit. I you know, like not
0: for crowds or anything, but just in the morning, like this was a a perfect piece to very tranquil. Um, allows you to be alone senses. with your thoughts, which I think is probably <laughs> anything that can allow you to be alone with your thoughts yeah. a little bit, and and superimpose some music on top of that can give you some 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 energy in your own creativity. I think for sure. So I think that's yeah. why this music mm-hmm. is is particularly uh, important. Yeah. Uh, for this for this theme, for sure. Is there anything else you want to touch on with this track, uh, Fadi? Just anything at all? Any any moments in it you'd want to listen to? Anything about Sarah you want to share?
2: Uh, Sarah has, uh, is is very prolific as a, an artist. She has like a, easily a couple of albums, or at least one yeah. album per year. Wow! I can safely say there's not a bad album. That's awesome! That's amazing! Yeah. <laughs> but, like they're all great, but. Uh, uh, I say like the last couple since there's too many and I start starting to feel that the spark is gone somehow for me, mm. not for people, uh, because, you know, I, I think I overdid it by listening to her. So. You do that with anybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Not about no, like it's, it was, uh, especially during the mm. pandemic. So it's just only fair for me to like just uh, choose a track by yeah. her. Um, yeah. This kind of music, a lot of people also related to nature and like open, yeah. open spaces. and it's right. funny because uh, a lot of people who listen to my albums, uh, especially because you know, one of my labels is uh, Beacon Sound from Portland and mm-hmm. a lot of black like, people from Portland would talk to me um, on Instagram or what whatnot and just... They, they always related to, like, forest and, right. and water. And I was like, oh, you're so far from it. <laughs> <laughs> you're way off, man. <laughs> way off. And, I, and I feel if I was, like, a more uh, like a nature person, I, mm-hmm. I don't know if this kind of music I would have been uh, attracted to because I, mm-hmm. I use it as a safety, not as a, like, an opposite safety uh, yeah. uh, reaction than actually uh, parallelism with the outside world. It, it's funny, it's like
0: interesting. we actually live in Oregon now. Uh, not there currently, but but we live in Oregon. And listening to your music, I I fall into that camp of like this is perfect if I was out in, in nature as well. <laughs> but because the, the inspira- it's just crazy. Like the inspiration though is the exact opposite of that. The inspiration is like you said, the noisiest city potentially in in the world, and like being in giant crowds and and finding a way to escape that. But maybe because of that, because you're finding a way to escape that, you're able to transport the listener to. To escape as well exactly, and to find yeah. that peace—that's amazing. Of course, I'm, I'm, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. Of course, I'm. I don't, I'm pretty happy that people can see yeah. something else. Because when you're in your totally. own thing, you think that everybody is like in the same field. But that's great. It's amazing.
1: I think that's almost the best part about music. I also think you know music can play so many roles. But if you write about exactly what you're experiencing, you're basically like you're kind of a historian or an observer. Right. But to write yeah. what you need is an interesting kind of artistic commentary as well. You know, like you created a a peaceful space for yourself that didn't exist, you know? That's amazing. Love that. Um, The other thing, can I just say before we move on, Carter, quickly? Please, yeah, please. We spend a lot of time talking about the way that music can affect your emotions. We don't think as often, I mean, I I don't think at least, um, about how music can toy with your, your focus and your attention, you know? And that's something that a track like this does really well and, and could make a good study for anybody working on their compositional skills. Just like, mm-hmm. where are the moments that you come back, you know, and where are the ones where it feels like, like you were saying Fadi, like she intentionally seems to have kind of put you in this sort of drone state of your own, you know? Um, and then she just pulls you right back in and figuring mm-hmm. out, okay, but how did she do that? What is it about that moment? To. We are listening to "Inside Out" by Spoon from the 2014 album "They Want My Soul." <laughs> I feel like you've just saved didn't even the name know that, of the, that album was the album like that, right? That's, yeah, they want my you have soul. Um, let me ask you guys this: Are you were you familiar with this song?
0: I'm f- very familiar with the one track that everybody was familiar with, uh, "The Way We Get Back." Uh, I guess uh, this track. Is it the way I we get fa- by. The way, see, I'm not even that familiar. I'm yeah, very familiar not. with the way we get by. But <laughs> this track, I, not, I, don't, I probably had heard, but you know, couldn't place it.
2: Um, but I'm glad that, uh, that I have heard it again. Uh, I'm pretty familiar with Spoon. Uh, yes. Well, this is the last album I listened by Spoon, to be exact. But the first two albums, I was really into them. Like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what was them? Give, uh, Give Me Fiction. That was it. And I, I heard that the new one is pretty good, but I didn't... I didn't Lucifer on the Sofa to... is supposed to
1: be very good. Yeah, I haven't heard it yeah. either. I did listen to Hot Thoughts a bit, and that was pretty good. But I think They Want My Soul might be a little bit of a departure for them, but I really like it. Yeah, <laughs> This song in particular. I think a lot of that comes down to the instrumentation. You know, we think of Spoon as having a grittier sound than this, or at least I do. Like you are saying, Carter, The Way We Get By. That's the way we
0: get by, so the
1: way we get by. All that. That's the sound that we expect from Spoon. Like, we want that slightly yeah. tinkery piano, you know? Yeah. And it's this not threw here. me for a loop.
0: <laughs> the synth right off the bat, I was like, this is not what I was expecting at all. Yeah. But I loved it.
1: We have a clip of the of an early demo that they kindly released to the world after this album came out initially the song apparently didn't feel like it was going to be as special as it was but it did feel a lot more like early spoon tracks time's gone inside out started intense gravity i don't got time for let me that's dope but yeah Very see dope. it sounds like that demo sounds like spoon <laughs> yeah in a way that this song doesn't um but i guess initially so brit daniel the Uh, lead singer, guitarist, several other things, um, initially did conceive of the song as being like a vocal over a piano. And I think it might even be a toy piano in the demo. They swapped out the piano for some harp sounds kind of emulating like Asian harps um, and incorporated kind of a hip hop beat. Uh, (laughs) Dr. Dre had a heavy influence on this track, surprisingly. Um, Yeah, do you remember the album 2001? Lots of drum machines on it.
0: of course. That was, that that record got played out. I, yeah.
1: So I guess they were listening to, or like Brit Daniel in particular was listening to that album quite a bit and that's what was in their minds when they put together the beat for this.
2: So you
1: street. get a different instrumentation than the they typically do. And mm-hmm. it, does create sort of a, this weird surreal world. Like, I don't know if you watched the music video, <laughs> but it feels like a David Lynch film. Yeah. <laughs> <Like> it, <laughs>
2: actually, yeah. <and> then... <laughs>
1: <laughs> like it has all these scenes and they feel a little disjointed and you feel like, okay, I get this. And it's like something in my subconscious understands exactly what's happening. I can't explain it to you. <laughs> um, and I think that actually in a weird way is very close to the emotion I feel when I'm alone in a crowd. Like you're simultaneously okay. hyper-aware and sort of shutting a lot of things out. You know, like mm, you're an observer yeah. and you're there, but you're not there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and that's nice. Yeah, actually. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice take on it.
1: The music video definitely captures that for me, but I think the song as well, um, like you have these very consistent... Parts that you don't expect to run through an entire song in this way, in this style. It's almost like the track we were just listening to. Like you notice them and then you stop noticing them, and then you realize, oh wait, that's still in there. Um, which is a little weird for like a, a rock rock adjacent band. They Lyrically, this song is really interesting to me. There's not much to it lyric, like it's not like it has a whole bunch of lines, and some of them are definitely super open to interpretation. But in particular, I think the references to gravity and time are interesting. Time gets to I did have to go down a little bit of a Google rabbit hole because I didn't remember anything about gravitational time from my high school (laughs) science classes. Uh, But this song is, it's a little more clever (laughs) than I thought it was. Um, So I guess what happens, uh, the stronger the gravitational pull of, of something that you're like caught in, the more time slows down. And so to apply that metaphor to a song that, that he has said is about relationships, and no matter how you interpret it, mm. there is a relationship somewhere in this, is really interesting to me. Like, whether you're with another person or whether you're just, like, with yourself, the idea that you could be so focused on this thing that you're drawn to or caught up in that time stops moving in the way you expect feels very alone in a crowd to me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's clever. <laughs> um, I'm rambling. Did, does anything about the song jump out to either of you?
2: <laughs> I was also caught, caught by uh, happily off guard by the lyrics and mm-hmm. and i i I like when like the musician use either a big word to say very simple thing like this one like this time mm-hmm. the, like here, or the other way around where they use like very very earthy words to to convey a bigger emotion. Right. When I listened to it uh, without the lyrics, the first time I I didn't notice this. I was just caught up with the, the David Lynch uh, video. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, reading them, uh, re- reading them, uh, I was like just a bit sad that it it felt. Fastly written, and uh, I wish he had more. Mm. He, I I wish he went deeper into this uh, this emotion of uh, gravity and and time stopping. But it feels like he had like three four sentences and just repeating (laughs) it all over uh, and over and over.
1: It's interesting though, like the way he tweaks it. So there's certain lines like. You know, this is where it gets into like, depending on how you interpret this, the song means something really different. But to me, the idea of like Holy Rollers and that whole thing isn't like expressly one religion. It's kind of more like, you know, people who feel very passionate on the verge of like fanatical about something um, and how it, it can be difficult to to understand when you're so focused on something else that other things feel unimportant, mm-hmm. you know, Um What's interesting to me about that one is the tiny flip. Because the first time we hear it, it's, I don't, you know, I don't got time for Holy Rollers, which is, it's dismissive. It's simple. It's relatable in some ways. But then when we get that line again at the end, it's, I don't make time for Holy Rollers, which is kind of a bigger thought. It's not just yeah. shutting something off. It's, it's saying never.
2: That's <laughs> um, well, true.
0: There's also just something be said about the way the vocals are mixed, just subtly enough that hmm. you have to kind of work to discover yeah. them a little bit like the i mean i talk about all, like d'angelo's black messiah is kind of to me the big example of that where it's intentionally mixed in a way that's like if you want to find out what the words are you really have to to pay attention this isn't on that level of course but with, with the mix but it is something you had to kind of work at a little bit it also yeah. dynamically just kind of floats which i think is nice if you're sure. if you're in a big crowd there's little bursts of energy and stuff here and there and the groove you can sink into very easily but um it was was a passive listen for me which was which i enjoyed which i think it's meant to be in some ways you know
1: Um, but what you're saying so a really good mix engineer once did tell me he 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 puts the vocals where he thinks he wants them to be and then he pulls them down a tiny bit remembering that for most people your ear is going to be naturally drawn to the sound of a human voice because you're used to Mm. listening for human voices you know yeah so yeah, you don't have to work too hard to make people hear the vocal a lot of the time. A little a little less hard than you think you do. Mm-hmm. And and that's stuck with me forever, I think, now. I'm like, yeah, all vocals, pull them down just a little. I wanna <laughs> I wanna dig into this person's soul and not just have them yelling in my face.
0: <laughs> they do not like make me quicky.
1: So they put out a remix EP of just the song the year after. And it's interesting to see who did remixes for this and also the weird way that it sounds exactly, that each remix sounds exactly how you would expect it to, <laughs> you know? Um, Card- I think I might have sent Tycho. you the, the Tycho one.
0: Tycho. Yeah. Did you say Tycho earlier just so you could set yourself up for this? No, uh, this, I did like...
1: not. But that is a <laughs> weird coincidence. <laughs> thing right like I I feel like sometimes producers take a remix and it really just feels like they added another member to the band or something to me this feels like a taiko track that Brit Daniel is singing on (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah it's just it's so much more upbeat (laughs) it feels more optimistic somehow yeah and that like affected guitar sound (laughs) is so like the second I hear them like oh (laughs) taiko Um, for her, a song that, that doesn't really have that much to it at face value, there's so many directions to take it in. One of the remi- the other remixes on this track has like a lot of reharmonization on it. That one was Fabrizio Moretti, who's the drummer in The Strokes, among other things. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian, I say everyone's names wrong, Brian Reitzel, I think I'm saying that right, who does a lot of film and TV work, he does the fourth remix and it's very dramatic there's like lots of reverb and it it just it feels like a film score and all from this song which is yeah like it's it feels like this should be the only version of this song like it would just work so perfectly as it is it's amazing that different takes are as cool as they are yeah yeah i don't know i don't have any big theory things to say about this one either i like that there's like some sus cores involved yeah that's all i got it's open and airy melody's good (laughs) <laughs> I think
0: I, I have not listened to this in a big crowd, but the next time that I that I am in That's one, which who know who knows when that'll be, but uh, I will gladly put this on. Fadi, first, thank you so much for joining us. Thank Thank you for coming up with such an awesome theme. This was so engaging and (laughs) really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. Love the discussion, but you are up to so much stuff. You're running, uh, I believe, Tunefork Studios, right yeah. so over in yeah. Beirut. And yeah, playing festivals and to- like. Please tell our listeners what you're all about musically, where they can find your stuff, and uh,
2: yeah, what you got going on. Okay, so uh, we have a small collective slash studio in Lebanon called Tunefork Studios, which mm-hmm. we offer a lot of pay as you want for musician, and this is uh, this is because uh, we're going through a very harsh economic crisis here so mm-hmm. and 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 a big disaster that happened a few months ago so what we're doing here mm-hmm. is just like trying to keep musicians and uh, artists uh, working on their art uh oh, that's so good. in the meantime yeah so in the meantime uh, to be able to sustain we just uh, do a lot of uh, music for ads and music uh, like music for movies from outside lebanon but uh, mm-hmm. we try to uh, try to Use that that to sustain ourselves, so we can actually help out the uh, the local uh, local the talents and local scene. Uh, on a personal level, I just released my sixth, I think, solo album. Uh, this one is on Ruptured, which is a <laughs> thank you. Uh, this one is on uh, ruptured uh, It's um, it's a beautiful actually. Um, Le- 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 alternative Lebanese uh, label, mostly electronics, uh, electronica, drone, and experimental mm-hmm. rock. Uh, you should check it out. It's great. They have a band cam, Ruptured. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Uh, I'm working with um, w- on a duet with uh, Julia, uh, Julia Sabra. She's the singer of a gr- gorgeous uh, po- um, dream pop band from Beirut called Postcards. They're great. Mm-hmm. You have to check them out also. Nice. so uh, We have this... Uh, Drone slash uh, this de- deconstructed uh, electronica coming out. So very different from what I'm, I ever did. So I'm pretty excited. It's going to come out at the end of the year on, a, on Beacon Sound and Ruptured. Uh, and uh, have another ambient record on a French label called Nahal with uh, another friend of mine, Shelbel Haber, which is kind of one of the pioneers of uh, experimental music in Lebanon. And that's
0: going to do it for this episode of Themes and Variation. Thank you so much for listening. We want to know your favorite songs to listen to when you're alone in a crowd. So as always, there's a Spotify community playlist in our show notes. Feel free to add your selections there. A huge thank you to Fadi Tabal for joining us on this episode and coming up with the fantastic theme. If you have any theme suggestions for us or any comments about the show, feel free to drop us a line at podcast at soundfly.com. And of course, remember to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll be back in two weeks with a new episode and a new theme.